0: Hello, I'm Emily Hawthorne, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor, a RAIN company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analyses. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com.
1: some of his operations take place, you know, in the heart of Europe, but others take place in Sudan or in Mexico. And I also like going to these locations whenever I can. I think I've been to 38 countries or something.
0: Welcome to Strapforce Pen and Sword podcast, powered by Rain, the Risk Assistance Network and Exchange. I'm Emily Donahue. One man Two Heroes, Thirteen Years, Eighteen Books, Countless Adventures. Today I am fortunate to speak with Mark Greeney, the author of the Gray Man series of thrillers. Audiences love these books. The series has captivated more readers with each installment, the latest of which is Relentless, in which the Gray Man finds himself trapped, set upon, and beaten before the end of the first chapter. Mark Greeny, welcome to the Pen and Sword podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emily.
0: First off, would you please give a sense to our audience of where the Gray Man is and where he goes in
1: Relentless? Sure. Um, I'd like to start by saying that, that even though this is, this is the 10th book in the Gray Man series, it's a complete standalone novel. You don't have to read them in order or anything like that. Uh, but this book opens up with the hero whose name his core gentry, uh, being sort of pulled out of a CIA medical ward, um, he's suffering from injuries he received in an earlier book. And uh, the CIA basically needs him working more than they need him healthy. And they throw him out into the field because a colleague of his has been arrested. And he has to go on a hunt for missing intelligence officers around the globe. And in so doing, he, he makes his way to Berlin. And he Uh, finds himself in the middle of sort of a conspiracy to force the United States into a war.
0: So a little bit about the adventures of the gray man. Um, I totally understand that you can jump in because I've read a couple of the books in the series Mm. and I don't have any problem following, but you do take him all around the world. Um, Let's talk a little bit about why the action is more interesting elsewhere than in the United States.
1: I don't really know. I mean it's just my own personal interest and those were the books that I was drawn to when when I started reading thrillers uh you know back in the 80s and um I've have a degree in international relations and I've always been sort of fascinated with other parts of the world and so when I was setting up this character initially he was a former CIA but he's living off-grid because the CIA was out to get him and I just had this idea that he basically lived in the third world and Um, some of his operations take place, you know, in the heart of Europe, but others take place in Sudan or in Mexico. And, and it's just always been interesting to me. I also like going to these locations whenever I can. I think I've been to 38 countries or something, um, researching either Gray Man or Tom Clancy novels. So, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's. The short answer to your question is it's really my own personal interest, and, and hopefully it makes for a good story.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're very enjoyable, very fast-paced, um, perfect for the the type of audience that is attracted to these books, which is a lot of military, right? I used to work with Fred Burton, who always said that mm-hmm. he read these books when he was on his... Midnight planes to somewhere about something. Yeah,
1: yeah you hear a lot from the uh, military and law enforcement and secret service. And uh, that's, a, that's a fun part of the job because I don't have a background in that. Um, I just do as much research as I can, meet as many people as I can. And then it's really fulfilling to hear from the, the men and women who do that sort of thing for a living that they appreciate the work.
0: So... Um, let's talk a little further about your muse political science was no international relations was your, um, degree. Um, you know, one of the things that I find really interesting about these books and books like them is that as you travel around the world, you're taking on a certain amount of risk on your own. Um, and you're sort of walking straight into potentially geopolitically tense regions. How does that feel?
1: Um, you know, I, I did it more earlier in my career, basically out of stupidity. Um, I found myself <laughs> in the wrong place in Mexico that, you know, I'd, I'd heard it was a safe area. It was in Northern Nayarit, which is just South of Sinaloa. And, uh, and, and I realized as soon as I got there that I did not belong, but I was there for a week anyhow and nothing that bad happened. I mean, really most of the things that I've dealt with is kind of like petty street crime threats and, and that sort of thing. I, uh, Pretty sure that I got followed in Russia for a a day, but the guy who was following me looked really bored doing it. Um, So (laughs) I I don't think I was getting exactly there, James Bond. I know that there was a a, one time I picked up on a there was a a recording device in in a car, a hired car in Beijing. I was just going out and looking at some things, and you know that's the the government owns the tourists. Uh, thing And so there, there was this recording, and I was just thinking, it's like, how low on the totem pole are you in, in Chinese intelligence that you're listening to this car ride with this guy for, all day long? I kind of felt sad for whoever it was, whose job it was to to review that recording.
0: Um, well, you not only author the Gray Man series, but as you mentioned, you also wrote with and as Tom Clancy for a while. I spoke with Don Bentley recently, and he mm-hmm. said he was asking you for advice, and you said it was the worst few years of your life. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know that I said it like that. I was, it was really, really hard. I remember he called me and said that he'd been offered the job, and I said, "Think about it very carefully." And but at the end of our conversation, I was like, There's, "You know, you're in the same position that I was in ten, twelve years or ten years ago, and you can't turn this down." I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. So it's it's like you can you can worry about it all you want, but you're gonna end up doing it. And uh, and it was it was tough for me because I write. Uh, I was writing gray man books simultaneously. I I wrote seven Clancy books, three with Tom and four after he passed away in six years. And in that time also wrote some, uh, you know, gray man books. So all my books are big. So there was not a single one of those, uh, whatever, 10, 12, 10 books or so was less than 150,000 words. And so it, it it was a lot of work, but it was very fulfilling it 's great for your career obviously and it 's also super exciting to get to play in that sandbox and and I think don i've talked to him since he's you know finished his first one, and I think he 's like yeah you're right. It was really, really tough but it, i'm you know really happy I did it
0: so um talk to me a little bit about that because I wonder if you 're writing two books simultaneously with two different heroes, do you ever find your 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 ideas overlapping in the wrong book or <laughs>
1: I have caught myself um, with an idea like like in a Gray Man book. That, and then I realized, oh, I sort of covered this a few years ago in my second, you know, collaboration with Tom Clancy. And I'll pull it out, um, even though I don't think people would judge me too harshly because it is two different series. But I, I've sort of I want to keep things fresh. So I have caught myself um, going down that path accidentally. It's funny. I've, I've written uh as you said, 18 books. And I was a ghostwriter for two, two other novels. So really it's my 20th book is relentless. And uh, I've got a couple other, another one in the can and I'm working on another one. So there's so many stories and I, it gets to the point in your career where you're halfway through a scene and you realize you've done it before <laughs> and, and it gets tougher and tougher to come up with, with new and fresh things. But uh, it's, it's the fun part of the job too.
0: I was going to say that's the risk of success and enjoying what you do, right? That Yeah, you yeah. The,
1: the alternative is you've got, you know, no one's read your stuff, so you can write whatever you want. But uh, <laughs> yeah, having 20 books out since 2009, um, you know, you, you do sort of tread over the same territory if you're not paying attention. Yeah.
0: Well, now, a lot of fans know this news, but let's talk about Netflix, the first book, huh?
1: Yeah, they, they're filming it right now. Um, they... Started in March, and they're going to be filming into July. They're in Los Angeles now, and um, with we'll kind of in... a
0: small-time cast, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cast is—it uh, was amazing. Like I, I, about this time last year, I was hearing that Ryan Gosling was interested in playing the lead character. But I initially optioned this when it came out in two thousand nine, and I've heard so many names. If there's, if there is a you know an A-list star uh, out there, I've heard his name you know referenced as possibly you know, going to do the gray man. So my heart rate didn't go up at all when I heard that Gosling was interested and that he had, you know, having the script reworked and all this other stuff. And it wasn't until July when the it became public for everybody that I found out at the same time everybody else did oh, that, wow. uh, that, that this was going to happen. And um, Ryan Gosling's playing the hero, uh, Gentry, and uh, Chris Evans is playing the villain, uh, Lloyd, and Billy Bob Thornton is in there, Alfrey Woodard's in there. There's a there's really, really good, exciting cast.
0: Wow. Will you be part of the
1: team? No, I'm not officially part of the team. I did just read the shooting script uh, last week, I guess, and it was fantastic. I was so happy with it. Um, When the Russo brothers, who are the directors and also the principal writers of the screenplay, when they uh, signed on to it several years ago, they had me come out to California for a few days to talk to them before uh, Joe Russo wrote the screenplay just about the series from the very beginning. they would wanted to make a franchise out of it and have other installments because they knew this was a a big series. And, um, you know, I I did spend some time with them. We've we've reached out to each other about this or that, but I'm not officially part of the film at all. Hmm.
0: So what will it be like then to see real people playing your characters?
1: I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to tell you this time next year or whenever it comes <laughs> out. It, it, it's really, um, it's a little surreal. I've seen some pictures on Twitter of, of Gosling with his face all bloody and bruised. And uh, I I know exactly what scene that is from the screenplay <laughs> and, and everything. So that's, it's really fascinating to me to see that. Um, you know, I, th- I have a lot of humility about this because I've read a thousand novels that would make great movies. And I just know how fortunate I am that this, you know, all the... All the stars align somehow. Um, I have friends who write as good or better than me and and there's a a lot of other people out there. So I'm, you know, real excited by this. But I'm also a very much a blue collar writer who writes two books a year. And this year, really, I have to write about two and a half books when I think about it. And uh, so I'm just, my nose is down in book 11 in in the Gray Man series, which will probably be out about the time that the the film comes out next year. Oh, um, well,
0: then that'll guarantee that. I mean, if they do a good job with Netflix, and they have that great cast, I mean, it seems like there's no doubt there'll be a sequel, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're talking about it. um, And I really hope that happens. You know, I've, I've been careful not to count my chickens before they hatch with this film because it it has gotten very close i think back in 2012 Brad Pitt was going to be the gray man and it was you know it got very close to uh to going forward with it so um i've i've had uh defeat you know, snatched from the jaws of uh, victory uh, a couple of times in this. So now that my wife thought it was so funny, because even when they'd announced the cast and the shooting date and they'd built sets and all this other stuff, I kept saying, you know, it could still fall through. It could still fall through. And so now they've been filming for a month and I don't think it's going to fall through. It looks like they're, they're, they're going ahead with it.
0: That's great. Listen, you said that um, the next book is coming out next year. Um, Mm -hmm. Any chance you could give us a tiny little bit of information, like maybe, where he's going?
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. So that'll be book 11. And again, it's a standalone novel um, and it's called Sierra Six, which is, uh, was um, Gentry's call sign early in his career with the CIA when he worked for Ground Branch in the special activities division. Um, He was uh, Sierra Six. And this book uh, has two different timelines, 12 years apart. So you see Court back when he started with Ground Branch and he was a uh, a young uh, CIA officer, and he's on a mission or on a series of missions and hits in uh, Pakistan and India. And then you also see him, it goes back and forth to today, where he finds out that there's some unfinished business from his uh, what happened 12 years ago and all the sort of personal implications for that. So it's two storylines, takes place primarily in India and uh, some, somewhat in Pakistan.
0: Well, listen, I can't wait a year, so I'm going to ask you to send me the advanced copy. It sounds great. I
1: definitely will do that.
0: Mark Greeney is the best-selling author of the Gray Man series. His latest, Relentless, is in stores and online now. Mark, thanks so much for coming on the Pen & Sword podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I appreciate it.
0: Pen and Sword Podcast is a production from Stratfor, a rain company. Learn more about how our risk intelligence can power your business to success, no matter what the obstacles. Go to rainnetwork.com. That's R A N E network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.